0: It looks like a first-person shooter game, but for the police involved, it was as real as it gets. It began just a few minutes before, on a rainy afternoon. A white van pulls up across from a kosher deli on the 200 block of Martin Luther King Drive. Two shooters emerge, weapons drawn, opening fire. Within minutes, Jersey City police respond and an hours-long gun battle ensues.
1: Now yeah, hit one gun. I got a gun on the ground. Nope, he's still moving. Behind that uh pe- behind the uh, wood. Behind the wood.
0: Cops unloading a barrage of bullets from windows of empty classrooms at Sacred Heart School across the street battle the two suspects who had holed up inside the deli. What's
2: the school? Second
3: He's still moving.
0: Hundreds of rounds exchanged for nearly three tense hours.
1: It's an officer. That's friendly inside of Sacred Heart. I say again, friendly. Blue. Alright, friendly inside of Sacred Heart. There's friendly fire inside of Sacred Heart. 1352. 740 needs a mag. Anybody near? anything out I have a direct line of sight. Any- I'm coming down.
0: By the time a police tactical vehicle rams the front of the deli, the two suspects and their three victims were already dead. Mayor Fulop today saying the footage confirms the heroism of the cops on the scene. We were exceptionally proud of how the police officers acted and uh, ran towards danger and how they communicated that day. In this situation, um, all of the cameras that we have only served to reinforce that the Jersey City Police Department really acted um, in an exceptional way and we couldn't be more proud. Life on MLK is back to normal today on the surface, but residents here won't soon forget the day when the street caught fire with deadly consequences. I'm David Cruz, NJTV News.
1: What's up, brother? How you doing? How you feeling? Have you seen your mother? When you see it next time, tell her that I love her. I was crashing in the living room like Donald Glover. No heat, had to use the hoodie for my covers. Contemplating life.
3: What's up, brother? This is your boy T Brown. And what's up, brother? This is your boy Troy. And welcome to another welcome episode to of the What's Up, Brother what's podcast. Up, brother? Uh- Mm, mm, mm. How y'all doing? Happy oh, Halloween, M-I-P man. Boy stands, happy M-I-P Halloween. Boy I know this video is going to come out Tuesday mm. and I know Halloween is going to be gone already, but we still want to say happy Halloween. This episode is recorded on Halloween, so oh, God. it kind of fits the topic, man. We're getting into a kind of a little crazy one today. Scary story. It's a um, scary story. If you guys oh, yeah. have been keeping up with uh, the podcast and you guys did watch and the episode.
2: Shit happened. It was a scary story. It
3: was That's a scary happened. story. That's scary what it said. Story but yeah, it kind of. On
2: this day, not today, but yeah. on the day that niggas is talking
3: about. It kind of fits yeah. the story. But like I was saying, uh, we did have some technical difficulties. Um, but uh, if you guys were guys were paying attention to the podcast when we had uh, Detective uh, McKnight on, Uh, We did tell you we was going to come back, have him back, so we could share um, his side and my side of being a part of the the Jewish shooting that happened in Jersey City. So without further ado. I like your shirt, by the way.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you,
3: you,
2: I want to let that be known.
3: Thank you. But uh,
2: say if you like his shirt in the comments, guys.
3: Without further ado, let's get Mark in here and uh, let's do what we do. All right. See you guys when we get here. Yep. All right, there we go. What's oh, up, brother? What's up, go- What's up? Oh, man. <laughs> happy, happy Halloween. Y'all man. What you do today? Mm, mm,
1: mm. I ain't even oh. get to I ain't even get to enjoy the Halloween. Uh I ain't even what's get up? to I was just been busy. Work. I'm out at you, brother. Yeah, a house at home, honestly.
3: Um, oh. Yeah, I feel right. Well, thank you for coming back.
1: I get the spirit. Started? Out with it. He said, "I get in the spirit, hey, my
2: <laughs> That's right. I That's right. Take yeah. it back to the old days, bro. You
3: rock oh. or Stone Cold." No,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, He's Terry
3: Bradshaw. He said, "I'm Terry Bradshaw. I'm spam." Oh God!
1: I had to pick a wrestler to be right now.
3: D'Lo Brown. <laughs> R. V.
2: V. D. Yes, that's my man's for a minute, too. RVD was my man's, yo. RBD, he, he was the man's on guard. He was the man's. Man. 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 Rob yeah. Van Dam, yo. He was the man's. He was a high flyer, too. He yo. ain't even spoke about no more. They don't even talk about him no more, yo. Real, real recognized, real. I'm yeah. talking. Yeah. RVD was my man's, yo. I always liked him because he had the high boots leading up to the knee pads, yo. That shit was always cool to me, yo. Uh, it like, was always dope.
1: Always that dude, bro. But yeah. <laughs> hey, was he supposed to have somebody else on as well? Nah, just you. Oh, I, cause all right, I, cause I remember you said you had. Yeah, uh, that that one I'm still working
3: on. Oh, okay. okay. He he's still he still hasn't given me the answer. All right, uh, he
1: doesn't want
3: to. Cause not, nah, it's. I wouldn't say he doesn't want to do it. I'll tell you exactly what he told me. What he told me was he wants to get his facts straight. About what? You talking about Jorge? You talking about George? That he wants yeah. to he wants to make sure his facts are straight because he doesn't he doesn't want to misspeak or you know say something that's that's not true. So he wants to make sure he gets mm-hmm. his facts and orders. So I told him whenever he's comfortable to come on, he can he can surely come on. If he's not, he's not. But he, he just told me he want to get his facts straight.
1: Facts about what though? I'm curious.
3: I didn't ask. I just wanted to be comfortable.
2: Niggas just want to be politically correct. That's how I look at it. Shit. He don't I, want to say something that's not politically correct and get back. Yeah.
3: But I don't want. To, I don't right. want to speak for him, but that's what he told, but, he told yeah. me. Is he just want to get his facts straight? I Ain't mad at him for that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when it, when it, when he gives me the answer, I will surely hit you up, and we will put it in the works. Because <clears throat> right? you know <clears throat> I'm always getting done, all right? But we want to thank you for coming back, man. We know you got a limited oh, time today. Thank you. So we are going to try to waste no more time than we already did.
1: I appreciate it, man. What's up?
3: Um, so we're going to jump right into it, man. So with the time that you have, you're going to just uh, tell your side of the story, man. What happened mm. on December 10th? Well, it was December 10th, right? 2000.
1: Oh, yeah. December. Oh, you know what? I forgot we were supposed to speak about this. Um, Yeah. Mm. Mm uh that day was pretty much normal the beginning of it was pretty much normal for me um district of jersey city um it was pretty busy that day you know we had a few um cars on patrol to patrol the south district of jersey city and uh a lot of them had got tied up and when usually when somebody gets tied up means they're intending to other calls or they have an arrest to where, you know, they can't actively take other calls. So it was only two, I want to say two cars that didn't have calls. That was myself and another officer. Um, so we were pretty much as they came in. So, uh, I remember our dispatcher, um, she, uh, called me on my cell phone. She's like, Hey, listen, I'm gonna, um, give you a 15 minute, um, Personal, so you can go mm-hmm. grab. Give you um, I can't give you a meal because we just got a lot of calls in the stack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at least you shouldn't go get your food, and you can eat while you drive, or eat when you know. And calls, I'm like, I appreciate it. So you know, I had went to um, I went to Wendy's at Route like 440. Yeah, 440. One that's over there. Um, <clears throat> About old path Yeah, so I had went over there. I had ordered. My usual baconator with a um mm. with the wildberry lemonade like that's a lot. Ooh, that's I-
2: on fire too, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now, so when um you get when, nuggets? No, 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 I didn't get nuggets. But um when uh I got my food, I pulled out of the uh, drive and I remember I put my lemonade in the cup holder and i ripped the paper to the straw as soon as i put the straw in i went to take a sip i heard over the radio shots fired wilkinson and um wilkinson and mlk so i'm like all right is <clears throat> wilkinson and mlk you know that's not the first time you know we had a shots fired on there
2: mm-hmm. then
1: after i started like to put my drink down i hear you know um Sergeant Jordan, go. At the time, she was Sergeant Sergeant Jordan. She goes over there and says, "Officer, down." And I'm like, "Oh, oh. all right." Now this, all He's right, got real. So even at that time, um, I didn't think it it was anything like it was going to turn out to be that day. I th- I literally mm-hmm. thought you thought it was hood shit.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Honestly, I thought it was some you know some hood shit, and I thought you know maybe an officer caught a bullet in a crossfire or something like that, but. Never that I think it was an attack on officers. So um, I started to speed up now. So I cut through the uh, cut through uh, parking lot. I jump on uh, 440 and I take that turn where you can cut across to go on the Home Depot. Because uh, as people are keying up their radio over near um, MLK, I still hear gunshots ringing off in the background. And I'm like, mm. I like, I'm 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 I don't know if that's gunshots or if it's fireworks, but I'm gonna get there really quick. Then I hear, you know, they're still shooting. Then the area went from Wilkinson to um Bidwell. Oh, well. mm-hmm. Bidwell in the drive. So I'm doing like Dukes of Hazards move through fucking um Home Depot's uh parking lot. And um I couldn't <laughs> the you story side, I shoot up. Past uh, west Side, I take Stegman up to um all the way up Stegman Street because a different part of Stegman. I take that up to the Boulevard, mm-hmm. up Audubon to Bergen, and I forgot which. Mm-hmm. It's uh, okay. I want to say I took um Stegman again, but I could be wrong or or uh, Wegman. It was one of the two because I figured. Always they- got them blocks confused too. I figured if they move from Wilkinson to Bidwell, then they should mm-hmm. hit then Wegman, I can cut them off. So I put Wegman first. So when I got there, you know, it was just a weird, it was just like, it was just like a weird aura. You know, you had a ton of people running past me. I'm like, yo, people are still running. At the time, I didn't really hear the, I didn't hear the gunshots for a little bit Wow. while. I'm like, yo, people are still running. Like usually, you know, somebody shooting and people run that shooting happened a little while ago. People are still running. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. So uh, I get to the apartment building that's on the east side of Wegman in uh, Jackson. And I'm starting to hear the um the gunshots. And I'm like, that that's a rifle. That's not You're a right. rifle. no handgun. The thing about it is that when you hear us, when you like, when you hear the sound of the rifle regularly, it sounds different than it did on December. Reason being is that the sound waves travel between the buildings, so it's more—it's not a real open crack noise. It's more of a ba 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 ba, and I'm like, that's—I'm almost certain that's a rifle. So, two other officers that were off duty. They responded to exactly where I was at. They was like, Yo, what the hell is going on? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, hear that? They was like, Oh. So one of them, he's like, Yo, that sounds like a rifle. I'm like, Indeed, it is. So he's like, Well, he said, Indeed. <laughs> we here. So we the first ones here. Let's go. I'm like, All right. So, you know, I'm like, You know, Perhaps. we have to run towards it. And as we're running down MLK towards Bidwell, he's firing shot. So it's like, um, without giving too much details, because we are going to court for it pretty soon. Um, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of chatter over the radio and, um, we eventually we hit Bidwell and he was actively engaging two other officers, ESU guys, for people that's watching, I don't know, ESU is emergency service unit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then, um, I remember looking up towards Sacred Heart uh, Elementary School and uh, there's kids like, you see people running back and forth to that building. I'm like, well, if these guys are actively engaging right here, the least I can do is go secure the neighboring buildings because you know, a straight round can easily go in through a window can hit someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember some other senior officers that were there, they were like, yo, mac i know with most senior offices but you have the most experience when it comes to you know combat related shootings <laughs> all right mm-hmm. yeah. but i'm like all right well you guys leave this area right here as this is the limit of advance like nobody comes we don't give this area up like this is our stronghold we ain't gonna retreat we stay here we'll push forward guard this area. If anybody comes down that way, check them. I ran across the street, across uh, MLK from one side of Bitwell to the other side of Bitwell. Oh no, one side of Bayview to the other. No, Mm -hmm. Bitwell. I ran from um, one side of Bitwell, the corner store. Now mind you, the corner store and the Jewish bodega, uh, the Jewish uh, market was on the same side. So I had to run across the street and expose myself. And sure enough, as I, run across the street, he starts popping shots off me and a couple of other uh, the officers that was there actively engaging him. So I ran, uh, I go down Bidwell, <clears throat> we get through the courtyard of uh, Sacred Heart and we I run over the Behind the building, <clears throat> we get there, me and another officer, we uh, go into Sacred Heart on the Bayview side. And like around that time, the guy, the shooter, wasn't really actively shooting anymore. He was still in there, but he was he took a little break. So when we got in there, we cleared the building of Sacred Heart, which I want to say that that school, their procedures for active shooters was tremendous because they pretty much had the school locked down before mm-hmm. we but I still, we still went, swept the basement first floor, second floor, third floor, ensured mm-hmm, that there mm-hmm. anything like that. And the crazy part about it was there were actually bullet holes in some of the um the windows. So um, that was just like wow, like the person that's actually doing the shooting. It's because okay. he actually. Oh, so um. After we had all the, we like we secured the building, all of the kids were moved to the opposite side of the building. And uh, me and the other officer, we took different positions inside the school, looking toward, down towards the bodega. And the crazy thing about it, the bodega window, the Jewish market windows were tinted
0: mm-hmm.
1: to a certain level. And from where I was at on the second and third floor, because I went between the both floors, you can see into the store. So eventually I seen movement and I wasn't sure what the movement was, but I knew that there was somebody still in there. And, um, I wasn't sure if it was uh, the, act, the actual shooter or, you know, it was, um, somebody that was trying to, you know, run to safety. And at that point, like when we got into the school and we actually got, you know, eyes on the whole situation, we found out that, um, another officer actually uh, was shot. And that was uh, Detective Seals. And the thing about it was that we didn't know who it was because we had no idea that what transpired in the cemetery happened before the shootout. Because I'm just getting to the scene thinking that, you know, this dude started popping off at people. He shot a cop in the shoulder. But the reality of it was that before that happened, the cemetery incident happened. Us guys that were already at Bidwell, we never knew anything about that. We didn't know until until like we actually got into the gunfight was when we found out. So um, I remember they just told us, you know, you had an officer with a gunshot wound uh, in a lifeless condition and they were transporting him down to the MC. And usually when you hear that, you know, that somebody is not, didn't make it, but, mm-hmm realized like that's weird because we was told that somebody got shot in the shoulder not the head because we're still thinking that the officer that got shot that they're talking about is Wilkinson he just had a wound to the shoulder where they get all this from basically we thought it was like just a miscommunication Mm -hmm. so eventually the guy started engaging us again at that time myself and the officer that was in the school we engaged him we shot him. The guy dropped, got back up, started shooting again. And it just was a shootout that lasted until he was uh eventually killed. Um it wasn't until after the facts of the whole shootout was when you found out that hey, there was an incident that happened in Bayonne first with a taxi. Then you had seals, then you had this whole incident. And like at that point in time, even during the shooting, I didn't know it was two shooters because the main main guy that I seen was at the door. I never knew that his uh, girlfriend was in the store as well. We didn't find these facts out until after the shooting. Then we addressed the scene like, oh, it was two shooters, not just one. But I know the guys that were downstairs actually fighting, they knew there was two people, me, I didn't know, um, but it just turned into you know a long a fire like a shootout, and uh, we lost seals, and they damn. took three people in that uh <clears throat> that uh convenience store before they met their own, uh they met their maker. So, but that was just um damn. Pretty much everything in a nutshell. it. Yeah. The investigation still isn't closed, but this is just this is public knowledge. So yeah, I was—I was, I was going to tell you
3: that too. Make sure you don't get yourself in trouble because we—we ain't, ain't here to get you in trouble, bro. I don't know.
1: What you say? I said, thing right now is public knowledge. Uh, like I said, the details around everything—all the little intricate details—I won't dive too deep into that, but just the basis of what happened and my involvement and it was I was on patrol and that call came in. It's a call that you know you don't want to get, but it does happen. So and it was just Mm -hmm. that day, you know, that number got called and Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was pretty much December 10th. it was just a long
2: time. I'm just happy that you made it out alive, brother. Appreciate you really it. You got a guardian angel, my guy. After what you told us the first time, with you being in the military and that happening. Now this, bro, you on, on guard, bro. You got an angel over you, brother,
1: and guard. You know, that whole day, to be honest with you, um, I will say, you know, it affected me, but in a way that most people wouldn't understand it. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. Shootout isn't what bothered me. Um, you know, it sucks to take a life. It, t- it sucks to partake in an event that takes a life. That isn't what bothered me. What bothered me the most about that day was that the look of fear, like pure fear, and those kids in the Sacred Heart, the look on their like. I feel like, man, no kid should ever have to. Oh, no at that age, man, like, right. even, how do you even begin to tell, bro, oh, yeah. and it's like, what got me with that, you know, going through the schools, I'm trying to keep the, like, crazy thing about it, it's like, going through that school, and trying to keep kids in, like, good spirits, and good, like, literally, right. and downplaying it, when I know the totality of the situation, and mm-hmm. the it was just heart wrenching because it's like you pretty much have kids like thinking that they're gonna die, thinking that's mm-hmm. like you know you're gonna be you're gonna be absolutely right. And honestly, I don't know that. I mean, I'm... right? It's like that
2: moment in the movies where you're telling them it's gonna be all right, but you don't know if it's really gonna be all right.
1: So <laughs> these kids, like. Yeah, you see kids fear for the like fear like they're going to get in trouble or you know they they're going to they got a bad report card but this was like pure terror that these kids were experiencing and i was just like it 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 fucked with me for months i will honestly say it fucked with me for months to know that you know those kids had to endure that and not only that it's a it's something that's going to be imprinted and this that's gonna stay with them for the rest of their lives. Like they literally was at the heart of a full-fledged shootout. And mm-hmm. that, shootout. it was just like, yo, know, just trying to keep those kids calm. I literally had one kid piss itself and like I'm like literally holding this kid because at the end of the day, I am a dad and I know, you know, kids like, pretty much helpless and defenseless, especially in that situation. So for this kid, Mm -hmm. it's his pants and, like, hold on to me in pure fucking fear, that shit. Like, I remember looking at my body camera footage from that day when I seen that part when the kid came up and was just, like, literally crying in my arms. That part of me watching my body camera fucked me up even more. Mm -hmm. And whole shootout didn't bother me. I'm like, oh, listen, man, listen. You chose this. Watching this mm-hmm. kid in fear, that just didn't sit right with me.
2: Oh no. That wouldn't sit mm-hmm. right with anybody, I feel you, like. You man. talk
3: about you talk about the kids' fear, but like when you mentioned that, it took me back to like the thugs though. The thugs on the corner though. They're just, they're just like, like it was like they were happy for some reason. And I don't understand it.
1: I mean, we're in a climate where, you know anti-police. So it's like
3: Yeah, I always ask the question, right? And I know some people and you're a cop and some people might be like, yo, this is the wrong way of thinking about it. But I asked the question when this thing happened. It was like, if I was a if I was outside and I had and I and I was a gun owner and I had my license for it uh, I would have got involved. And that's just that's just the fight in me. It's just who I am as a person. I didn't watch the guy cut his wrist, jumped on it watch the kid get shot jumped on like it's just it's just the way my mind my brain works is to go and help that's just me and to me it's like seeing all these thugs and all these 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 people are standing around cheering and shouting and yelling at the cops and it's like yo people are actually dying right now like people are legitimately dying right now like (laughs) you guys think this shit is a joke and it's not but none of you guys that's sitting here killing each other out here is willing to take these two motherfuckers that's coming into y'all hood shooting up y'all hood out
1: Man, and that's where I find that to be a problem. With stuff, man, I always look at like I don't take it. I don't take it personal. And the reason why I never really took it personal is because, like I said, I've been to war. I've seen the effects of guns. I've I spoke a lot of gun talk, and it takes it takes a really different mindset to actively shoot at somebody that's shooting back at you. Mm-hmm. Like, and most people they are not trained to do that. So mm-hmm. when that whole situation happened, I'm like, yo, a lot of people are gonna say things, but I'm like, they've never really been put in that situation to know that's the true. Mm-hmm. effects of it, the psychological effect. So it mm-hmm. is gonna go with they're gonna go with what's trending, anti-police. But when you really see the effects of the psychological effect of a shootout and what it does to people and what people can do to you, and you experience it.
3: Oh, I experienced the psychological border interesting, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I
3: experienced
1: it. Even like, like a lot of people in the hood, we we've experienced it to some degree, but the degree that most people haven't experienced was literally staring down a person that has a gun, and you're physically trying to end his life. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't speak to. That. Literally trying to end his life, mm-hmm. and in the military that are in the combat MOSs, it's like you literally have to home, like zone, like keep yourself under wraps because you know. In order to shoot somebody, you can't stay behind cover and shoot at somebody. You have to get in the line of their line of fire. Mm-hmm. And you, that takes a lot of uh, balls. It's
0: That's
1: not, not, like, not even balls. It takes a lot out of you to actually put yourself in a line of fire to actively engage him. So most people in the hood, you think about it, a drive-by. Anytime it's a shooting, it's always one dude running up on an unsuspected person and getting a drop on him. It's down, now,
3: yes, now in today's life.
1: Yes. You know, you have to shoot at somebody that's going to shoot back. And they know it's different. You you judge, is it really worth it because I can possibly die? Like, you think Let twice. Me. Go ahead, what you said? I said, you, you'll think twice about it. Like, that's true. If we would do, like, yo, I'm going to go clap this motherfucker. I'm going to clap this motherfucker. Like, yo, you going to clap him, but just know he know that you coming. You ain't gonna just run up. No, you're gonna try to be mm-hmm. sneaky about it. Gonna just, methodical, for but real.
3: some some people like the I don't know the guy's name, but the guy who killed the the engaged couple years ago in Jersey City, mm-hmm. he was ruthless. He didn't care who you were. From from my knowledge on the street. He was one of the types that you say would literally come in your hood, just shoot up whoever he wanted.
1: But my thing is, is
3: it's he, not many of them. Is but he, there are some like that
1: you can't really say that because you're going after people that you're using the element of surprise. That's true. Mm -hmm.
3: Like you're using the element of surprise. I get you. It's not like Chicago. They call you on the phone, like nigga,
1: you're done. And then they come get you. I mean, (laughs) if I look at it like this, let's say you were behind a car, right? Mm -hmm. And, Somebody is actively shooting at you. You hear the bullets bouncing off the car. the car, yeah. Would you pick your head up and shoot back? No, because you're a You feel like, you know, the second I put my head up, I'm going to get shot in the face. But yeah. me me I'm with you.
3: I will pick my head up and shoot back. That's just there's just a fight in me, but like I said, I'm gonna I be different. I studied, I'm
2: to shoot
3: I started <laughs> to be a homicide detective since I was 7. So that that's why I can understand where where you're coming from with when you when you're in that moment, do you have what it takes to to take that life I get it because it's either Mm. in that moment like you said before it's either your life or his life and and Mm -hmm. like you mentioned in the other episode you'd rather him die for his country than you and it's like oh god I totally understand that but I get what you're saying but I was just so I was so frustrated at the people are gathering around it like why he's actively shooting for three hours it was a three-hour shootout like, it was, yeah. it was three hours, and these, then these people are just sitting there, and they think it's a joke, and it's like, yo, at any moment, he can come out and point and just start shooting in the direction where you are standing. Will you be laughing
1: then? But not, nah, you know, you know, you know the uh, the whole, like I said, we're, we're in that climate. That's and a you, lot mm-hmm.
2: of bullets, man. A lot of people they shooting know. for three hours. Three hours,
3: bro. I literally That's felt a lot like, of bullets, man. I literally felt like I was in Afghanistan. I'm not even fucking playing, bro. I felt like I was in a war zone. It was so many rounds, it was so many different guns going on, bro. And I could literally distinctly I like hear every gun. Like I could distinctly hear every single gun that was emptying its fucking chamber of bullets. Like every single round, I can hear it, every different gun, I can hear the sounds going on, blending together. Like it it like when he says this, when you say the psychological part of it, even though I wasn't like in it like you, your psychological part would be worse than mine, but I like people mm-hmm. around it. People that were literally around it, they they have to deal with it psychologically too. Like my yeah. boy Dayday, Day, you guys actually it was the it's the the house right next to the market. You guys are actually in his house. You don't think he had to deal with you know mental problems after that? Hell yeah.
1: Oh, post traumatic. <laughs> yeah, post traumatic. Yeah. And like I said, man, it's something that I don't wish anybody really have to experience. Like hell no. War was war.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like I hear a lot of people say, "Man, I wish I had a guy in the military." Man, I wish. I-. I'm like, listen, don't Mm-mm. count your blessings because a lot of us came mm-hmm.
3: back. So a lot, of, a lot of you came back fucked up, but a lot of you didn't come back at all.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, oh, on So like that whole day, man, I don't. That should change you, bro. For anybody that had to deal with the uh, effects of it psychologically, I feel for them because. Nobody should have to experience that.
3: It took me months to stop having dreams, bro. Yeah, because, like,
1: it happened, and it happened, and you
3: Day.
2: day. Type shit. And I only say that because I literally just got off the phone with Justin, like, literally, as we hung up, 15, 20 minutes later or some shit like that, that shit popped off. And a couple hours later, Justin calling me back, like, yo, like, it was
3: a big-ass shootout. And I'm like, what? See, I'm thinking at first, I'm just thinking all right, the gangs have collided. That I'm just right? thinking gangs have collided. But see, from my end of it, sh- I'm in my living room right where we sit now. But I'm on my couch. My game was hooked up, not to my monitor. It was hooked up to my TV at this time. So I'm playing 2K. My daughter's next to me. First shot rings out. My daughter jumps. I look at her. And I'm looking like, what the fuck was that? That's a gunshot. Because I know I lived in the hood all my life. So for me it was oh, like yeah, all right no figure out what it is assess the situation cuz like I said I studied to be a cop since I was 7 assess the situation and then figure out a way that puts you in the best position to protect you and your daughter. So I went to my window to see what the fuck was going on outside. When I got to the window there was uh about two undercover cops in, in front of my uh, front of my door, one across the street and some plain uh and also clothed officers um uh, outside my house. This is I guess while you're coming up, Stegman, this is dumb and shots are ringing off. This is when the first officer, not the cemetery, the first officer was shot on uh, Wilkinson. Um, when that call came over the radio, I heard it loud and clear. When you guys found the officer's body in the cemetery, came over the radio, I heard it loud and clear. It was literally when you said off-duty, um, two off-duty cops, there was one on my block. And he literally, when the call came over, the officer down. This is the the referring to the one uh, the guy that died in the cemetery. Um, he was like his exact words were, "Bro, we gotta end this and we gotta end it now." And when he said that, it was just the beginning. Like it, it replayed in my head. I was like, "Yo, he said that shit," and it was literally just the beginning. And then you came in the frame a little bit after. I see you run up towards uh, Wegman, and I'm like, "Yo, that's fucking John. What the fuck?" So now it's like, not only am I worried yes, about me. Will. I grew up with you, so now I'm like nah, nigga. Now I'm worried about you. And uh, we talked about it a little bit in the other episode, how you know, I text you in the middle of the fucking shootout to make sure you alright And it's like for me, it was like yo, I need to, I need to make sure I'm doing my part to keep me safe. But now on, the, on that little in a little space in my head, I'm like yo, Jai got to do his part to be safe because I, I I need that nigga to come out of this.
2: I didn't even I'm have sorry. my. Sorry, yeah, want I know you said wrong, you didn't have your phone. But- I don't, I ain't worried about you, bro. You terminated me, bro. I ain't worried about you, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I wouldn't I, have been worried. I, I knew. Uh, I
3: thought you would've came if, out if, like, if get off, If Jai, off, if Jai came, off, came up the me. block, <laughs> <with> a, <laughs> if he came up the block with assault rifle, I would've felt better. But mistake nah. oh, me if I'm wrong, when you came up that block, you had your handgun. I didn't have my, I didn't have my, I
1: didn't, like when I got out of the, the out of uh, my vehicle, I didn't have none of my gear. Because it was just a surreal, like, a uh, unrealistic feeling. I'm like, this shit ain't really happening. And... This nigga pulled up to a test and forgot his pencil. And by the time... <laughs> down to the nitty-gritty, I'm like, man, I ain't even got my uh, bug out bag. So I just with exactly what I have with me, which is my duty rig and my uh, pistol. But, yeah. But, uh,
3: yeah, then on top of that, when, like, so everybody is just my block became the, the hot spot for the cops is where you guys communicated is where the, the big ass SWAT vehicle was before you guys pushed down. It's where uh, I think the national guard or whoever was in the uniforms outside is where they were stationed. It was where the commissioners, it was where everybody was. So I'm still literally in my window, but now I'm trying to not, you know, cause now they're looking because at a point in time, they didn't know where the shots were coming from. Like they didn't, they didn't know who was shooting where they were shooting from. So from my end of it, uh, there's a store on my corner and there's a white gate that leads to the back of that store. From the get, when the shots are going off, they were trying to get back there. They were like, yeah. we gotta figure out how to get back here. And from there, they were able to get on several routes, protect the backyard of the, the store so nobody came out through the backyard and then also cover the routes because they wasn't, they wasn't sure where the shooting was coming from. I didn't know where the fucking shooting was coming from. So I'm still trying to assess the situation to feel like if I got to move or not, if I need to move, because like, I got to protect my daughter. So it's like, yo, I don't know. We don't have no communication. All I'm hearing is rounds. It's all I'm hearing is gunshots. So I'm trying to be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? It's another lady across the street from me, but she's on the first floor in the window. I'm like, lady, get out the window because we don't know where the shots come from. I'm on the third floor. I'm I'm safer than you to look out my window until the sniper got across the street. And my, yeah. and, and my daughter tugged the curtain. And because you guys wasn't still sure if they were moving around, he pointed the gun up towards me, which freaked me the fuck out.
1: I mean, you gotta, you have to because you no, know- No, and
3: I understand, like I said, I started to be a cop since I was seven, so I understand it. And then the officer, I told you this in the, in the last episode, the officer coming up the stairs, cause then they, they gained access to my building to get on the roof. And they were trying to make sure who was where to know where civilians were, but they didn't know anybody lived on the top floor. So, when they got to me, they was like, Nobody lives here. I was like, No, nah, I live here. He jumped around with gun in the peacoal. I'm like, Oh shit. So, that's two times that day I got a gun pointed at me. But I, I always, I never held it against the cops. I was like, Yo, they're, they're, they don't know what's going on. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to assess the situation. I put myself in you guys' shoes, like, Yo, if I was a cop at this time, what the fuck would I be trying to do? I probably would have done the same thing. Because at the same time, they thought they, there was a shooter on the roof like the first hour and a half from my end of it or what was coming on the radio and the movement that was going on on the block it was like yo who is it how many where like you guys even had bergen cut off and y'all was on roofs on bergen too and it's like shit was crazy bro it was literally like a war scene to me like on my end of it it was literally like you guys were at war like you literally was just at war with
1: terrorists bro very small what war is like <laughs> yeah
3: i but so when you when you used to hear pow 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 and now you hear bah, 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 bah. like that's a big difference that's a mm-hmm. big difference. But then not only with the bop ba bop you hear it, pow pow bow boom bow bow boom boom bow boom, bow and in the midst of that you hear oh there's an IED in the midst of that over the radio it came yo there's an IED in the U-Haul van I'm like what. At that moment, I lost it. I was ready to grab my daughter and run as fast as I can down the block because I was like, yo, if it's an IED, how big is it? How big is the explosive? Would he make it with? Because now, like I said, I studied it. bit. So now I'm starting my mind's racing. Like, all right, I need to protect this area. Fuck the house. I got to protect me and my daughter.
1: IED thing. Like, huh? That whole IED thing, like, I can't talk about it. Yeah, I know. I can't talk about it. So. I'm not going to say anything on that. Yeah, Uh, but that shit, when I heard that shit, I was like... Could
2: you enlighten me real quick, though? What the fuck does IED stand for? All
3: I know is the E is explosive.
1: It's an improvised explosive explosive, Yeah, you improvise. Oh,
2: okay. All right, cool. cool. All right, so like a pipe bomb or a Molotov, basically?
1: Anything anything that's not a conventional... mm -hmm. can be is considered an IED. So it's improvised explosive device. So anything that you use to make a bomb... To that's an IED in Afghanistan. I've seen my fair share of IEDs. Uh, I mean, we
3: learned we learned with uh Glenn. We had Glenn on. I don't know if you watched the episode, but we did have Glenn on. Uh, Frank, and he did tell us that he was blown up four times, which I did not know. I Glenn did not know he was blown up four times.
1: Glenn was definitely blown up I, four times. He had received a Purple Heart for it. Uh, yeah, he I, mentioned that? I was um I didn't in- hit the initial blast but i caught the uh a little bit of the concussion factor from it Mm -hmm. truck that rolled over a bomb i was next we were a little bit away from the truck and we caught wind of that uh ied um crazy part about frank that's my man's um we would both deploy to the same exact area and matter of fact i want to say levi as well um I think Levi was deployed to Wardak 2009 to 2010. Glenn was 2010 to 2011 in Wardak. Then I relieved Glenn in Wardak from 2011 to 2012. Yeah, you had
3: mentioned it, and Glenn mentioned it too in his episode, you know, that you guys did spend some time together over there, which is cool, man. You know, that's great, man. That's love. But, um, Can can you talk about uh them being like uh like the the reports that came out that the two the male and the and the guy was like Islamic from an Islamic group?
1: They weren't Islamic. Um they were uh black Israelites. But, there you go, black Israelites. Even with that, there's not too much I can um, talk about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want you getting in trouble here. No. no. So, overall, like, how did you, how did you you yourself, like, mentally work yourself through it?
1: You just let time, you know, you enjoy the things that you usually would do. No different from my time overseas, you know, you know, it can happen. You just train and prepare because it's like, we're in a climate now where, you know, active shooters aren't uncommon.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You hear about them all the time on the news. You know, you had, you had Columbine. You had Virginia Tech. You just you had the
3: new one,
1: too. The yeah, that one. You had the guy that was shot up Seattle Vista Mall in El Paso. El
3: Paso, too, yeah.
1: At our incident, uh, we had December 10th. Was had, it
3: shocking that it like that type of event happened here?
1: No, because you think about it, that's not the first time you know something like that's happened. You had 10 years ago from that time um, you had Reed Street, and oh, yeah, Reed Street in December 10th, you had uh, the Walgreens incident with uh, Melvin the 10.
3: officer, yeah.
1: It's oh, like, yeah, I
3: think I remember that one, yeah,
1: the rookie officer, too, right? Yeah, it's not uncommon we are in a time where you know social media I, think I remember the Reed street one too man. now um, you you know open it's like, it's like you don't, you're not in a, in a in a in a you're not in the dark about anything anymore you can find footage you can find details about any of these shootings just by being online and other people idea to do a shooting now see where this person messed up at and is going to try to copy what that person did, but do it better. So, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. like, oh, he didn't chain the doors; he just straight bolted them. I'm going to do both. But
3: I mean, it's always a copycat out there that, that feel like they could either take the place or do it as uh, as good of them. Serial killers have copycats all the time.
1: Definitely, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's just the nature of it. I mean, it sucks, but mm-hmm. I can't. T- on, man i still have to uh, get stuff situated so
3: yeah go do your thing man um all right brother we uh thank you for stopping by and sharing with us um maybe after everything's done and it is a it is a public matter once you know everything gets handled maybe we could we could go back into a little bit depth about
1: definitely you know, definitely can
3: what went but, on because i know i got a lot of questions and you know i i have some i
1: need answers and they answer anything that i can answer just not like yeah. right now. The open, but that was just the general stuff. That's yeah. But um yo, I appreciate y'all having me here. I got, we
3: appreciate you giving up. Go do your, your thing, time, man. Brother. Go do your thing, man. We appreciate you. Thank you. I Can't told you, you you're gonna be, be a regular bro. on the show, bro. We're gonna find some oh, get you back bro. in here, bro. Always here.
2: That's right. Uh we uh, uh, gotta, gotta get the belt. the belt. Let them know, bro. Gotta get them get them the know. belt. let him know. Let them know, that's let right. know bro. It'd be good, little man. All right, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, so to I should have brought it, my popcorn, man. To, to go the, a my little popcorn. bit more
3: in depth on my end. So, like T said, you know, on my end, I'm a regular civilian. I did study to be a cop since I was seven. I went to school to be a detective. I have my um, uh, associates in criminal justice.
2: T said I almost had a criminal record.
3: <laughs> no criminal record. I have my associates in criminal justice. Um, I wanted to be a cop. My mind changed, uh, due to all of the. Um, unjustified killings that were going on and then the retaliation for those unjustified killings of innocent cops being killed and i couldn't be that guy i'm sorry i wasn't going to be an innocent cop dead in the street or dead in my cruiser because of some act another cop did but when he said that i was a happy man but on the (laughs) december 10th man like i alluded to when we were just on with mark um Yeah, I was just sitting in my house playing 2K, man. First shots, we was literally on the phone. Literally on the phone. T hung up about five minutes later. Shot went off. My daughter was Mm -hmm. daughter was two at the time, so she don't know what the fuck going on. The first shot scared Mm -hmm. her, but every shot after that, she was just bouncing on the bed, laughing like it was nothing. And it was like that innocence tore me up in that moment because it's like I gotta protect it. And you guys might not think like him being in. Mark, being in the, the, the predicament that he was in, you know, like he said, having bullets flying at him and having them back to where me, I didn't have no bullets flying at the person or at me, but at the same time, I was still in danger. And so was everybody around me because mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, uh, there, there, there was a, uh, a, a report that came over a radio half, I went a half into the shooting that it was an IED. We don't know. I don't know if it's true. The report said it is, um, that dude and that girl had a lot of bullets, bro. They had a
2: lot. Oh God, lot bro. of guard, bro.
3: Bullets, a lot. You got
2: two of you having a, a firefight for three hours, bro. I don't. That's think, of bullets. Not even they give you. Don't even give you that much bullets in Call of Duty.
3: I don't think people realize the toll it takes of hearing that many fucking pops, bro. I don't think people understand. Like, I know people. I know people around me were affected by it, too, and I know they probably still deal with it. Uh, to today because it is a traumatic experience for people that don't go through it. Yeah, we mm-hmm. live in the hood. Yeah, people shoot at people, my but God. it's normally a run-up mm-hmm. like Mark said, pow, pow, pow mm-hmm. and it's over. quick. It's, Bad, over. Quick. it's not down. a three-hour standoff
2: mm-hmm. where
3: you can't move. My girl and my stepson was trapped in Hoboken. They couldn't come this way. Nobody mm-hmm. could leave and nobody could come. We had mm-hmm. the mayor of Jersey City about four blocks down with a news station talking on the news. They cut everything off because it was a conf- it was confusion going on because they they had to like like Mark said the officer that died in the cemetery was linked to this crime and also linked to the crime was the the guy that was found in um, I believe it was an Uber driver and this same couple killed that Uber driver and stuck him in the trunk of his car um, and That's then tragic. I think it was a couple of days or a week later when the cop died in the back of the. Um, in the back of the cemetery. And then a couple of minutes after that, they started shooting up the Jewish market, which I don't think that was the end of their plan. I think it was also because right next to the Jewish market is a Jewish, I think you call it a monastery. I think so. Uh, yeah, with a whole bunch of children and Jewish adults. And I think that was the target. But I think mm-hmm. uh, I think they got altered. their Their plans got altered by the first two cops on the scene. Because the first cop mm-hmm. on the scene, he took a bullet to the shoulder. His female cop came over and pulled him away while still taking fire, which uh psh, you gotta commend her. She's she, mm-hmm. you gotta commend her for running into the fight and saving her partner, man, while taking oh, rounds, rounds from a semi-automatic weapon. Or a automatic weapon. Um, not sure what weapon it was. Uh that's why I said semi-automatic That
2: shit weapon. was loud.
3: Um, don't know if he modified it. Don't know what the woman that had. It was. Was it was said it was said that the girl had a shotgun. I don't don't know for sure. Um, there was reports that came out, just to be transparent, that the cop that was killed in the, um, in the cemetery was a dirty cop. Um, don't know, how, don't know how true that is. Even though the word on the street from the same day it happened, I heard that he was dirty from a drug dealer's mouth, and it wasn't it wasn't a, a young drug dealer. It was an older head of a drug dealer. So, mm. so I got you to, might know. To be, yeah, to be honest, I got mad when I heard him say that because I was like, yo, this guy just lost his life. Well, how could you sit here and say this about a guy? But then after talking to my my uncle who, you know, knows some detectives, um, the rumor was kind of clarified. But like I said, I don't know because I'm... i ain't really proven. Yeah, I, I can't, I don't really have... We can't we told. We can't speak on them. That things. is but I do want to it's say still being investigated. I do want to say rest in peace to him. Uh I do want to say rest well in him, peace to the three people that uh lost their lives in um in the shooting. Uh I didn't I didn't know they were going to court for it. Um the only thing I can speculate to be transparent with what the audience is um I think they're probably being sued because you see the realization of it is when you're shooting at somebody and somebody's shooting at you Mark mentioned something earlier about the kids in Sacred Heart bullets hit the window which we I heard that too over the radio um, I also mm-hmm. heard uh, that parents were trying to get to the school to get their kids in the middle of the shooting like in the middle of the shooting parents were trying to get in the school and get the kids um, mm-hmm. but in the midst of a shootout you the 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 reality is, and it happens all the time. Is people can get hit. That's not attending to get hit on oh, end. So just as mm-hmm. these people shot the school, these cop the cops shooting at them could have inflicted damage on somebody else.
2: True. I don't do know,
3: you I'm not saying that's 100% a fact. Well, what Mark didn't say it was 100% fact. I say you believe what comes out of Mark' mouth because he is closer to it, even though he can't speak on some of the things that I'm talking about now. I can only speak from the knowledge that I have uh, from the, the, the people around me that have connections with, you know, police officers and detectives. We did, uh, I did get with my family. I did tell them my side, you know, we had a big uh, conversation about it, and it's like, for me, it bothered me for months, because I'm used to, I got shot at twice. Like, <laughs> um, it didn't compare to that. Bro. It literally didn't Didn't compare to that. And I'm I'm normally in fight and flight situations. I'm a fighter. It's what I do. Like I mentioned earlier tomorrow, my boy cut his wrist. I jumped on it. Uh, I
2: remember that today.
3: uh, My my, my old boss cut his finger deep as hell, bro. I jumped on it. Um, um, My my boy's son, two-year-old son, walked in the street while a car was coming, pulled him out in front of the car in the nick of time. It's like, yo, I have always been, and I was a teenager at that time when I pulled back. I'm a psycho. superhero. Like, no, I'm not a superhero. I'm just an ordinary <laughs> person. I'm just an ordinary person. But when my f- fight or flight kicks in, it's always my fight. It's always my fight mm-hmm. because it, I'm always built to, to help. I'm always, I'm always willing to help. And I think my mindset is always there to help. So, you're know, you different because
2: I don't think I'd have been able to help in that situation, bro. I'd, no, if I'd, I'd have had a firearm. I'd have been fighting to survive. Fuck that, bro. I'd have been fighting to survive. Um, cause i because mean, at that point, like I how like how Mark's team went to him, he is the one that has been in situations like that. He is the one that knows how to get and handle and the most tactical advantage. Oh yeah, I don't. he comes
3: from the army. He
2: was fact, a fact. That's he what was I'm a... saying. I don't. If I was a man that had a firearm, like was a regular infantry, civilian so in that moment, they, they I would have right. they know and stuff uh, and mm-hmm.
3: searching
2: mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I so, don't, yeah. I am not that guy. When I saw I Mark, I would have just fought to survive.
3: When I saw Mark, my heart dropped. Because it was like, now I personally know somebody that's affected mm-hmm. by this situation. Not just me being affected, I know somebody that's affected by it. But not mm-hmm. only that, I know what Mark been through. I know that Mark was in the army. I know that he was shot by tower. Mm-hmm. I know that he was in all that recovery. I know he was a cop, and he used to oh, be stationed God. on my corner. If you watched the the episode with Mark, um, mm-hmm. but it's like it, it was hard. It was really hard to do. It. it wasn't. I wasn't scared. I wasn't fearful. It was. It was more shock. It was, shock. It, it was mm-hmm. no. It wasn't even. It was just shock. I was shocked that it was happening. Because like Mark said, we did have events that happen with the Reed Street uh, back in the er- or early, think early 90s when I was born or a little bit before in the late 80s. There was a big shootout between two gang members. They, I mean, when I say shootout, they, they literally shot the shit out of each other across the street from each other, high behind guards. So like, like Mark has said, this stuff does happen, but it's like you don't know what it's like until it happens around you. And my Um, mind, my mind was messed up for months and I don't see shit because I'm a man. I deal with it and I got over it. Now, I don't really think on the situation. I I try to keep my mind off of it. I can bring my back. I can bring myself back to that day and relive it all over just by closing my eyes. Um, And I did a little earlier if you guys was paying attention, but that's just the person I am. I could literally stand in that day and watch it happen. <laughs> like, mm, mm, mm. I try to keep my mind off of it because I don't want to go through those emotions again, but it was crazy. It was crazy seeing that sniper rifle pointed towards me. It was crazy seeing the guy, the cop point the gun through the peak hole and it's like, I could have died that day. <laughs> like, and it's not,
2: oh, God.
3: it's not no bullshit. Mark could have died that day. Oh. Like. Every officer no, could, could have died that day, and it's like, yo. As much Everybody as we sit here, pop. as much as we sit here and we, we shit on cops, bro, we gotta remember, they do that, they do that. And the reason why mm-hmm. I brought up the gang members that were sitting down there laughing, because they can't do that, they wouldn't do that, not to protect Mm-mm. their own or themselves. So we have this, we have this fucked up way of thinking in society. Those guys literally mm-hmm. stepped up that day and saved lives going that go. day because even though there was, there was three people that died inside the store it could have been way more collateral it was also said that they weren't, that wasn't the only stop they were planning to make mm. they had another target in mind too, which was another Jewish uh, center, so
2: they it's probably that one that's down by the square it's hard,
3: you know, people, I understand that people that are around mass shootings that go through them I was as close oh, as you yeah. can be the one without being close to it oh god mm. And it was like it's still, I'm still
2: affected. thankful that I got my best friend to this day. Yeah, it okay. still affected
3: me because that sniper mm-hmm. that caught with the sniper rifle could have blew my fucking head off. I mean, clean. clean would killed your daughter, cat back blue. My daughter would have just been sitting here playing in my blood. Like I that's the shit I thought about in the time. Like that's the shit I'm honest to Like that's what comes to our mind. that's why
2: that's why like, that's what Mark said. Like, yo, when he had that little boy holding him for fear, that hit
3: different, you yeah? know. It, and I that can understand it. I can definitely understand that
2: what you're saying. Different. I can't feel it because I don't know what it is. Uh huh. <laughs> I'd be I'd be shook too because at that point it's just like but yo, he it's is defenseless. Crazy. He can't do shit. It's crazy
3: because he like, on a
2: whole nother level of defenseless. For
3: for Mark ends of it, it's not. It's not even trying to. It's not even. I have to focus on his threat. It's, I have to keep me safe, the, my fellow brothers in arms safe. I have to keep these kids mm. safe, and I have to keep every civilian around because, like you said, bullets oh, fly. Lord. Bullets fly, bro, and they travel a long distance, bro. Oh,
2: yeah. So,
3: like I said to to them gang members though, that was out there laughing at the cops while they're dealing with a mass, with a, mm-hmm. with a mass shooting or a fucking but, ter- terror attack.
2: And they're even more stupid than my eyes just because of the fact that, bro, You really going to sit here and stand outside and watch this shit go down? You ain't even going to sit here and try and run and duck for cover? You crazy. People were running.
3: Like Mark said, people were running in the beginning. But once the cops got a barrier, which were like five blocks, they cut off like five blocks both ways. People just sat by the barriers and was laughing at the cops, calling cops all sorts of names. It was a uh, dude, this video on YouTube. I don't know the name of it or how to even find it. But when it first came out, I was servicing around Facebook, but it's on YouTube. Uh, a guy was right down there just recording the cops laughing in their face as they're dealing with this fucking real like threat. And a bullet could have just came down the block and smacked that nigga in his face. And then who, who oh laughing God. now? And See, that's I the, don't want
2: to defy him. That's the reality that's of the
3: situation. That's like literally the reality of the situation. Like this shit ain't no joke. Like it's 100% life. Like pe- people lost their lives that day. Like, and more people could have mm-hmm. lost their lives. Like, Motherfuckers lost family members that day. I could have mm-hmm. been one of them. And when I heard IED, I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of this building because I don't know how big it is. Oh God, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I like, I literally don't. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know what to mm-hmm. do. But I just, I knew one thing. I knew I needed to stay in a window. Like, I knew even after the sniper rifle was pointed at me, I know I needed to stay in that window.
2: I wouldn't have stayed in no any window. I'd have hopped in my damn tub.
3: No, I needed to because that's how I was getting my information. Sorry, I was the info. That's how I knew the cop was down at the cemetery. That's how I knew a cop got shot. The first cop that responded got shot. That's how I knew there was a, mm-hmm. a there was two shooters. That's how I knew they were in the Jewish market. It's how I knew the IED was there. It's how I knew everything. I literally was hearing it come off of the cops' radio from outside.
0: Literally, mm-hmm. I'm on
3: the third floor. I'm literally on the third floor, and I'm mm-hmm. listening because I I put my bat ears on because I need to know what's going on. He said I put my bat ears on all the gunshots though and i don't even think it was the i don't think it was the gunshots i think it was as the the, the amount of rounds that was shot that day
2: hell yeah because that is a lot of
3: bullets and like i said
2: i mean if and you... i know that just because the times i've gone shooting even with a handgun bro you gonna piss off rounds like that like it's easy so for niggas to be shooting
3: for three hours, and you that is a lot. Yeah, I noticed that he didn't that bring up a lot. uh Mark didn't talk that much about the girlfriend. I wonder why.
2: I ain't even going to say nothing because I don't even know what I'm saying.
3: So I ain't even going to sit here and say shit. I wonder why it's it's, it's, it's interesting. I to be why. continued. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's an uh, it's definitely to be continued. So, like I said, when Mark and them get done with the court case and everything come out oh, publicly, we're uh, he gonna have to go on
2: here after court. He gonna come out right after court.
3: The police department has any wrongdoing. I might even look the the lawsuit up to see if you can find it because lawsuits are public record. Should be public record. Mm. Um, if it's a lawsuit, but, um, I'll look it up. G, uh, JC Um, I don't even know what they'll call it. Yeah, you it, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a trying day. I would say that I wasn't as much fearful as I was focused on protecting my daughter. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I literally was on the phone with my other cousin. Shout out, mm-hmm. shout out the, mm-hmm. help me through it. I'll give, I'll give you your props, mm-hmm. bro. He was he was on the phone hearing all the gunshots too. So mm-hmm. he, he, he helped me through it. So it was it was it was a trying day. It was it was trying. You never you would never expect a, yourself going through some shit like that, bro. Or being around some shit like that, and you know, for uh, the people out in El Paso, you know, my condolences. Um, and the teacher and uh, students that was injured in uh, other school shooting. Micah Doles is, yes, it was a it was a trying day, bro. And it took me it took mm-hmm. me a long time to stop hearing those gunshots. Like it took me a long time to stop hearing gunshots in my head. Like and like I said, I've been shot at twice. I grew up in the hood. It comes with the fucking territory.
2: I haven't been shot at, but I've been around some shootouts. Like, like, there's a couple of other nah, times. I've, been, I've been literally home.
3: gun pointed firing my way twice. So, That's You know that corner is. store where you
2: used to, I mean, the um, chicken spot where you used to live on Bergen? Mm-hmm. There was a shootout around there one night. I was coming home. Niggas took a long way home that
3: night. I was walking. Sometimes it's worth taking a long
2: way home. Oh, shit. I definitely did. I jetted right down to the boulevard. Sometimes, I, the boulevard sometimes
3: on. I just wish like, I got trapped outside Going the house home. too. Like, I wish I wasn't here either.
2: Right?
3: But I was here for a reason. I went through some mental issues. I'm not gonna lie. I went through some some, but i I deal with my mental shit on my own. I know some of you probably be like that's not good, but i I had to deal with it on my own. I couldn't My girl wasn't here. She couldn't understand what I went through. Mm-hmm. as a man trying to protect your family,
1: they're
3: like what, what do you what do you do? like you can't go out and fight the, the problem because the cops are here. You're going to be a part of the problem. You go outside and try to fight the problem. I mean, yeah. I wish I could have helped in some way, but I couldn't. I had to take care of me and my daughter. And it was like, as,
0: was
3: many, to tub, brother. as many fucking cops that shoot up from different cities and fucking New York was over there. Like New York cops. Bayonne, Hoboken, uh, Weehawken, um, North Bergen. There was... Every cop surrounding came to help. National guards standing outside. I think it was the national guards. They were standing by. They were outside standing by. SWAT SWAT team or whatever you whatever Jersey City name is for them. They was outside. And uh, the reality of it too, which Mark didn't touch on. Mark touched on it in the first interview we did. They weren't equipped for it. Mm -mm. They weren't equipped for this. But Mark still Mm -mm. was running past the book bro. When I see Mark, Mark is running up. I'm here on Bidwell, right? Mark is running up from Wegman, gets behind a police car, and he's taking shots. He lays down some shots, and then he takes off down Bidwell. That's what I saw, and that's the last time I see Mark. So you Until just imagine. Today. You just imagine. Now I'm thinking, where the fuck did he go? So when Mark came on uh, last time, and he said he was in the Sacred Heart building, that's him shooting out of the Sacred Heart window. I'm like, okay. That's where you went today. When Mark said we went through the gate, that flashed in my head okay, when you go down Bigwell, Sacred Heart has a gate on this side that you can get to the to to Wilkinson.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. they started
3: clicking. That's why I said you don't you don't you don't start putting pieces together and still you start seeing the other side of it. Mark is on the other side of it, mm-hmm. Mark is on the other side of it, and you know, we he had to deal with. You know, trauma before, and I know that he he was he he knew how to deal with it. For me, I've been shot at. I wasn't shot at this time. Thank God I wasn't, you know, directly involved in it. I was just involved in it by surroundings. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's not a fun experience, bro. It's not, it's not a fun experience. Uh,
2: You niggas was watching a whole Lord of the Rings movie while a shootout was going on. Nigga, it
3: wasn't fun. It wasn't, it's not like I just wish that I I did take that stance. I'm not even gonna bullshit you. I took the stance like where was the gang members at? Like, why didn't they protect the community? Like, the them. Yes, the fuck it did have something to do. Two communities collided. I'm talking
2: about the I'm talking about the drug dealers, like the
3: gang members. They ain't they ain't gonna do shit for the community. They they was outside. they were outside. And look what they were doing. They were running. Shit. They were running. Shit. Like there's video of it. You can go on YouTube and find the video of when the guy hops out of the U-Haul van and there's a Jewish kid. Thank God he, he didn't he didn't get the Jewish kid. The Jewish kid heard the first shot, looked and then took off. Same way he came Big Wells here. The kid walked this way, went to the he was going in the in the center, the stores next to it guy fired into the store he looked and then bolted back this way and it was another guy um it was actually another jewish guy in the store that survived but he as the guy came in he was hiding behind the cash register from what i heard i wasn't i couldn't see it um but from what i heard he was hiding behind the cash register and when, when the girl came in she had a shotgun. He ran from the round of ca- ca- casualties to grab her shotgun and then threw her in the store and he ran out. Or he pushed mm. her in the store. Some way he took her and moved her out his way from the door and got out that door. And you, you'll see that on the video too of this guy coming hauling ass out of it. Um, I wish the other people had a chance to run. Um, I wish it was a failed mission. Um, I wish it could have ended quicker than three hours instead of, you know, having to allow not just my brain. The cops, were for the, the civilians off. brains, the children's brains to hear all those damn gunshots, because that's what took the, the biggest toll on me. It was the gunshots and the two guns being pointed at. me. Even though, I, like I said earlier, I could understand why they did it because they were antsy, they were jumping, I'm just glad none of them mm-hmm. had an the itchy finger and pulled the fucking drink. Because then I wouldn't be here to tell you my side of this. I wouldn't, even be, I wouldn't be here to have this interview with Mark to, you know, to shed light on, you know, what he would not be
2: having a process. Officer.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's life. I mean... I'll probably no, still be crying. Yeah, I'll probably still be crying, too. My grave probably be filled with water, bro. Oh, God. But, uh, I I think God, I mean, it's all I can do because it could have ended bad for all of us around here if it was, like I said, the IED is speculation for now until, I guess, more details come out. Um, oh, mama. Well, it's not speculation. It it was it was reported in the newspaper that there was an IED in the in the in that game. How big it was, who knows? But if I know IED and the position that it was in,
2: my time wasn't small.
3: My building would have been affected by it. How much I don't know, because there are other buildings in front of me. It probably would have been the only thing that could have saved my building because. What you guys have to realize is where the backyard to the Jewish market is, my son bedroom windows there, my kitchen windows there, and my bathroom window is there, all pointing in that direction. So I was able to watch every angle, cops on the roof, cops in the backyard, cops going through the back of the building. I was able to watch all of that. I got a first hand scoop on it. If I, if I, if I was in my journalist state like I am now, you know, I would have, I would have been it down, grabbed the video camera, but. You, that like shows you, most of you guys would grab the video camera, like all you guys that were standing on both sides of the mm-hmm. barriers did. I ain't grabbed no video camera, because when you're stuck in a, in a, in a situation of life and death, a video camera isn't going to save you.
2: Mm-mm.
3: I had to make sure my daughter was safe and I was safe. Mark had to make sure he was safe, his brothers in arm was safe, and the community was safe, even while being laughed at by drug dealers and fucking criminals. Sometimes we don't understand... That there are very good fucking people out here that do very hard fucking jobs. And it doesn't excuse well, yeah, the mistakes man. they make. It does not excuse this, the mistakes they make. But there are some good people True, out here that don't sooner. even make fucking mistakes, but we blame them for the mistakes others make. That day literally shows you why there's a need for cops. Because if you defunded the cops in Jersey City,
2: niggas would have been dead.
3: That shootout would have been a whole lot
2: worse. The quote is dead. you are dead. <laughs> no, nah, today tonight's quote is: You have two choices. One leads you to happiness. And one leads you to madness. My advice: Don't step aside.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess they path led them to madness that day. So, oh God. And like Monk said, they didn't stop until they put him down right don't yeah, separate yes i heard that too he was finally dead yes i heard that already i heard everything you are like, died it was like uh, this nigga is making a joke out of it but <laughs> That's T. Brown, guys. That's what I'm here for, uh, bro. I make light serious. of the situation. I make light of situations. I mean, I normally make light of situations too, but it's just hard to go back to that time and really think about the emotions that I, I, like I had to deal with then. It's like, yeah, I ain't mad at people, bro. Like I said, I've been shot at, so that shit ain't nothing. You know? I mean, I'm not yeah. going to say it ain't nothing, but I mean. It, it, I
2: mean, but after a while,
3: though, us, yo,
2: there's nothing after a while, bro. That didn't bother me. That's like that when matter. nurses, it's like when nurses and stuff and that type of feel, like when you see dead bodies or you got motherfuckers coming in on fucking gurneys with like mangled limbs and shit, like you see that shit. You see that shit. See that shit. CNA, they be washing old people's asses all the time. They used to that shit. And like for me, if I see an old nigga saggy balls, I'm like, bro, I don't want to see that shit. Put that truck, that shit in, bro. Like nah, they used to it. You know, yeah, it was, when it you was, used um, you used to seeing it. It was Third a, hell of a world day, country. Bro. Motherfuckers don't got motherfuckers don't got clothes. They be walking around ass naked. It was a hell they of a day. They used to that shit.
3: Mm. It was a hell of a day. All right,
2: guys. It's your boy T Brown.
3: And it's your boy, Troy, man. Thank you guys for watching the What's Up Brother podcast. We're going to catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Mm -hmm. Stay loved. And happy Halloween again, all right? Mm -hmm. Peace.